police rap sheets, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, Rob's a race record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not illegal if they don't catch you. Hey, uh, but it is on Facebook, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 23 of the ZA Dev Chat podcast, our first for 2016. Today on the panel, we've got Kenneth Kalmer. Good evening, everyone. Len Wines here. Happy New Year. And we are joined by Rob McLean. Good evening. Rob, would you go ahead and introduce yourself for us? Uh, thanks. Um, so I'm a software developer in South Africa. I work with Microsoft. Uh, where I uh, try to train people uh, and improve the software development ecosystem by focusing on software craftsmanship and the processes around how to make software developers better. Um, that's my day job. Evenings, I, I work on a million side projects. I work with teams uh, at Microsoft in Redmond and in Vancouver and in England and all over trying to build software to make Visual Studio better, to make the product that we ship better, uh, and just make the whole process around software development uh, as a developer, whether you're in a Microsoft product or not, significantly better. Uh, and then think between the hours of three and four in the morning, I spend some time working around uh, my user group, uh, the developer user group, which I have a great deal of support from uh, a bunch of other leads, Mark and Candice and Terrence. And we try to run an event or well, two events every month now, uh, one in Johannesburg, one in Pretoria where we get people to come in and speak and share and try to improve developers' lives by just getting people to come and talk and learn from each other. Cool. Yeah, the developer user group's been going really well from what I've heard. Um, yeah, so today we're talking about DevConf, which is a new conference that you guys have been working on. Um, how did that come about? Uh, so DevConf is... The idea of it started in late 2013. We, the user group, started. We started having people come to us and talk to us around the lack of big developer conferences. The type of conference that focuses on enterprises, that focuses on the challenges that enterprise developers are seeing, uh, both from a technology perspective, but also from just access to events. Um, a lot of niche events, a lot of smaller events, are really useful for people who are already in that space and they can learn a lot and grow there. If you're sitting at a large telco or financial services company, um, there isn't much you can sort of do to get other experience and other technologies that aren't what you're working with. Your boss just won't pay for that. They're not going to you know, take time off to let you go and explore other things. And so the big sort of enterprise conferences where people have the opportunity to go off and during a weekday, so it seems like it's part of work and have to go see the things that matter to their job, but also other things, there just isn't anything like that. And we're really inspired by things, uh, by other conferences overseas that sort of approach this thing. Um, we also just wanted to have a conference, a full day sort of event focused around developers. 
regardless of technology platform it it doesn't matter we want to have a sort of vendor technology neutral event that promotes that sort of cross-skilling and cross-knowledge cool that's such an awesome idea i think it's been on the minds of a lot of people uh, and we definitely need this kind of event so i'm very chuffed to see it happening myself yeah thanks um yeah i, I think it's it's been in flow to get it up and running we we started talking about this in 20, 2013 and it's three years later we're finally getting it up and going uh, and we'll be having the event uh, on march 10th this year uh, which should be which is very exciting it's only i think 80 days away uh, so i'm pretty much just completely in a state of panic every day now trying to figure out what we're still supposed to set up and get running and so on uh, do you have a venue yet? We do. We have. We're going to be at uh, the River Sands Convention Center, uh, just past Fourways in Johannesburg. Uh, it's a fairly new venue. It's only been around for about a year or so. Um, I was actually at an event there recently, and it is absolutely stunning. It's such a nice, relaxing, quiet venue. Um, plenty of places for us to have small engaged sessions a couple nice big rooms for big of the bigger type sessions lots of places where people can network together because that's also very important for these sort of events is having that opportunity where you can stand in a passage and and talk to people have places you can go and sit and discuss the topics that get shared and so we're very excited about having our event at river's hands Oh, that's awesome. Now, now, one thing that I've noticed, like a couple of conferences locally, is they're, they're trying to emulate these super big American conferences, and they've got multiple tracks. And I don't know if we've got enough local like participation to have multiple tracks. Are you guys going to just have one track or multiple? Or what's your thinking about that? Yeah, we definitely are going the multiple track route. Um, we've broken it up into four different tracks with the idea of being able to allow people to focus more on their area of speciality and skill um, and make it easier to find the right topics for the day. Uh, we're planning on having almost 30 talks during the day, and it, that can be a bit overwhelming for somebody who's who's coming in. So this gives us a nice way of structuring that. Um, and we are definitely from the speaker submissions we're seeing, uh, there is plenty of speakers out there, lots of people with lots of ideas on, on topics and things they'd like to share. Uh, and the tracks that we're going to be covering, uh, as I said, we have four of them. The first one is our crafting code track. This is really about writing code, how to improve the design of the code, programming languages, be they mainstream things like C Sharp. And it might be a talk about what's new in C Sharp 6 or maybe something like Ruby or why PHP is a great language or anything. We really want to promote languages in, in the crafting code and how practices, principles, code design, all of that can really work there. Then we're looking, our second track is the persistence, which is all around how you store your data, be that in a relational type database or NoSQL databases, putting it in the cloud. And then the day-to-day the -day pains that come with that. How do you handle schema migrations? How do you handle uh, hybrid scenarios where you have a NoSQL and a relational database in your system? logs and auto and processing with logs and all of those pain points that come up and that's why we that's what our, our focus is on our second track there our third track is our devops and automation track which focuses on how do we get the culture the environment the tools correct in an environment in a company in a team how do we make sure that 
teams are able to release quality software on a regular cadence, have that going out into business, having business trust that that's always going to be correct, um, and share what, what works, what doesn't, what are the tools, what are the practices around that. Uh, and lastly, our tools and experiences track. And this looks at things like IDE, hardware devices. I'm really hoping that we'll have uh, somebody doing a talk on the different type of mechanical keyboards because I personally have a big thing for mechanical keyboards at the moment. Um, things like, and then soft skills. How do you deal with mentoring? How do you deal with diversity in your, how do you deal with working in teams where Different cultures come together in different backgrounds. Uh, how do you deal with the layout of your office and what works and what doesn't? So we're working with all of that sort of stuff and focusing with all of those sort of practices and, and, and experiences in the tools and experiences track. Cool. So if we're going to have an Emacs versus VI wall, that's where we're going to have it. <laughs> totally, yes, yes. That is exactly the place to have the Emacs versus VI wall. <laughs> well, that, that's not a war anymore, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's not just one editor, right? <laughs> Yeah, Space Max has one, right? Yeah. Cool. So, so, Robert, do you see these being kind of more hands-on sessions or, or how you see the actual sessions working? So, our plan on these is that these are all sort of presentation-type sessions. So, it's not the we, – we don't see this as a workshop-type event. Uh, this is the type of event where you come, sit down, uh, speaker will present their topic and we're, we're trying to keep the topic short so oh, the this this the time slots short so the speaker sessions are only about 30 minutes long and the idea there is that that fo not only focuses the speaker into just what is important but means that the audience can get a wide variety of topics in during a whole day um, we are looking at having workshop tracks and we're speaking to various speakers about that. Uh, so if there are speakers who apply and want to be a speaker, we'll work with them if they want to have a dedicated workshop event, uh, also at Riversands. Um, and we're going to help try and make sure that we can cater for people who do want the more hands-on thing. Uh, but that will be on a per-speaker basis. Cool. And and how long is the DevCon conference in total? One day, two days? So we're we're this year we're doing one day. Um, we're going to see how this goes and see if this is the right the right length for us. Uh, and I think a one day event is fairly easy for people to kind of get the time off work to come through for. Um, we also think it's not that big a commitment around sort of costs and uh, we're trying to keep the event costs that everyone needs to pay, obviously, to as minimal as possible. So having a one-day event really does make a lot of sense for us. Cool. And, and do you have enough speakers at the moment or should people like uh, get themselves into gear and uh, submit the proposals? We definitely have spots open for more speakers. Um, I don't think we're we're full up yet, uh, and we'll be still taking submissions all the way up until the 18th of January. So uh, anyone can go to our website. It's www.devconf. That's d-e-v-c-o-n-f.co.za, um, and there's all the details on how to submit. Uh, we have our little text file that you edit and send that through, and then that goes into our pool, and then they'll all be reviewed and assigned to tracks. Awesome. I'm just making a note to submit my uh, presentation. Cool. Have you guys invited any international speakers specifically, or are you keeping it all local? Uh, we have reached out to some international speakers uh, as well 
others to local speakers uh, at this stage where we don't have anything to talk around about who those speakers are we want to see if uh, give them chances to submit their talks and uh, see w- what happens with that cool so registration if i want to go to that is have you got tickets on sale are they coming on sale sometime soon uh, tickets aren't on sale yet they'll be going on sale in the middle of january so i think the we're focusing on the 15th of january as the date we'd like it to be there it might be a day earlier a day later um and our tickets will be on sale and they'll be available uh, all the details will be on our website and we'll be using quicket uh, which is a nice online sort of ticket purchasing system so nice and easy for people to go through and purchase tickets okay sorry i just got distracted there so I'm filling in my uh proposal to talk <laughs> already filling in <laughs> robert what kind of spread are you guys uh looking for like mostly like windowish guys if it's the enterprise or open source guys or are you really advocating for kind of a mix of both worlds and getting people to to learn and cross-pollinate and share and find common denominators? Definitely, this is about cross-pollination. The developer user group uh, is a user group that's focused on being vendor neutral, being technology neutral. DevConf is focused in that. And we're, obviously, there's a bit of, you know, for instance, my side bias, I come from Microsoft background. I have a bunch of Microsoft contacts and people, and I've reached out to them. But we're engaging with the the, uh, the Java user group in Johannesburg, and we have some of their guys helping us, making sure we reach out to the right people in the Java space. We have some other user groups that we're working with around, making sure we're finding the right people in their languages and their tools. So we're definitely not trying to be focused on any one piece of technology. I think our our goal here is to give an opportunity to people who sit in an enterprise, sit in a bank, a financial services company, a telco media, who can't uh, give up a Saturday, can't afford to go through to a, a conference on a weekend that their boss won't pay for. Uh, to give them an opportunity is really important for us, as well as it's really important for us uh, around making sure we just have a good platform that anybody with anything that they can share with developers that they feel is important that will make developers better has a a good uh, place to speak about it and that might be that it's not a technology thing they might be talking about as i said before something simple like office layout or the soft skills or uh, i'm actually hoping i've got a friend who is not a, a developer at all and i want her to come talk about how business and developers can improve the way they communicate because that's what she does that would be a great talk and um I wanted to ask as well, like, so how do you reach out to guys stuck in, in just desk jobs at corporates? I mean, all of us here are like very active seeking out different community events and participate at different levels and love speaking and fill in CFPs while we're busy interviewing the, the organizers of a conference. But how do you get to somebody that's not on Twitter or on Facebook or that like even know about these meetups? Is it just the network effect? Are you guys like planning some stunts to get their attention we definitely have uh the network effect in full swing here we have um obviously all the people involved sharing through that generally fine there is actually a fairly good communication system to developers in south africa uh that you can get to many of the the thousands of developers that are out there 
Um, the question is, how do we get their attention? How do we get them involved? Uh, and that's going to take a bit more. It really just comes down to sales and marketing. And we have things like we have our marketing budget. and We'll be starting to do marketing adverts and online things like that to go to the places where we're, we expect them most likely to be in and reach out to them that way. And if anybody is interested in, in getting their company to help sponsor the event, I guess more sponsors help drive the cost down, uh, but it's also probably a fine balancing act. Like you can't just give people out a hundred page brochure, like printed yellow pages of stuff. Uh, do you guys still have a lot of spots open or are you looking for specific type of sponsors that kind of aligns with your goals for the conference? We definitely have spots open for sponsors. Uh, at this stage, we've uh, announced three of our sponsors have come on board already, uh, that being BBD as a platinum sponsor, Alan Gray as a silver sponsor, and Mint as a bronze sponsor. And we've tailored our sponsor package to have four levels. Uh, the only one that's not represented yet is in, in the gold category. And platinum and gold, we have limited spots available. Uh, I think we might have one or two left on them. Uh, and then on silver and bronze, we have a lot more open spaces there. And the idea there is this: we see this as a good opportunity for companies to come in, sh- uh, sponsor the event, get a platform to connect with real developers working out there and engage with real developers. So you know, a lot of the time when we're talking to companies, the th- thing that they're looking for is how do they find people to hire? How do they find people to consult with? How do they find these people? And so we think that the way we've tailored our sponsorship packages, what they offer at the various levels provides a very good sort of balance between cost as well as opportunity for connecting with developers. And thinking down the future, like I think, well, it looks to me like you guys are on to something good here. Do you, like, do you have thoughts beyond this of doing it more than once a year or trying to do it like in Cape Town or Durban as well to kind of spread the love, so to speak? That is a great question. Uh, it's not something we've sort of discussed at all at this stage. We're, I think, very focused on getting our, our first one done. Uh, definitely the question about how, how do we replicate this to a more to a broader audience how do we get this down to cape town uh to durban is something we need to look at and maybe that means we run this twice a year one in Durban, one in cape town uh, or one in Durban, one in durban for for the devs down in durban who never get any love it seems anymore um definitely looking at that as well as looking at the idea of we want this to be a yearly thing at least so 2016 being our first one and we're hoping everything goes great and we have a great successful year in 2017 for our next one Uh, and I think this is something we've been learning as we've been going along none of us involved have ever run a a conference uh, of the size at all and it's been an amazing learning experience it's we've there are so many things that you just kind of take for granted as a conference attendee or conference speaker that happens behind the scenes. And it's just, I'm kind of humbled by all the things, all these conferences I go to now that are just so well organized and everything looks slick. And it's, there is a lot of work that goes into those. So I think we, as we get better at this, it's going to, it'll be a bit easier for us to sort of expand it out and talk about where we see it growing to next. I, I think if you guys can keep it locally focused, I know uh, there was some talk about international speakers, but it's really interesting to me to find out what's happening locally here. And if you guys can keep a focus on that, I think you, it's going to be a winner. Yeah, I think we will always be majority locally focused. Um, international speakers are a, a useful thing to have at, at events they drive attention they drive awareness um 
they bring with them a certain amount of sort of prestige and a certain amount of clout that this is something that people should be sitting up and taking notice of. And so I don't think we'll ever be focused on just bringing out international people or making it that the the local speakers are somehow sidelined in any way. I think we're always going to be focused on that. Uh, But for us, we also want to make sure that if they are international top people who do have things that might be useful for us to learn from or for us to share with them so that they can go and take that back, then this is also a good place to do that. Yeah, exactly. I I think there are a lot of local stories that perhaps sometimes don't get told because they're not sort of at the same level or whatever, as you say, of prestige that the international guys have. But nonetheless, I think they're hell of an interesting, especially to people in similar situations here in South Africa. So just having a place to tell those local tech stories. You know, I used xyz language at this place and it was it was awesome it was successful that's that can be inspiring stuff totally agree with you yeah uh, forgive me if you asked this already how many attendees are you guys expecting so we're expecting between 300 and 400 attendees for this event uh which seems like quite a lot actually now that as we get closer to it um and that's it really comes down to uh, what we think is a nice sort of size for having the number of tracks we're having, ha- uh, getting the right number of uh, sponsors and things in place, as well as what v- our venues can support. Uh, looking at venues in South Africa has been very interesting in terms of you can get really small venues and there's a couple really large venues. Uh, there's very few sort of medium-sized venues out there uh, that are reasonably priced and so on. So three to 400 would be our ideal sort of size for this. I think we can at most go to 500 or 480 or something around there. Um, so I'd love for that to happen. I'd love for this event to sell out and uh, hopefully it does. <coughs> Sets the stage for getting Gallagher States the next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe not Gallagher next year. We'll give it a couple of years before we, we try to hit Gallagher. Uh, but definitely, I think our plan is to grow this. Uh, we'd like this to be sort of the sort of kickoff event for the sort of event season of events almost. Um, in fact, if you look at where we've placed this, it fits in line with two other conferences, uh, ScaleConf and Cape Town being one of them. Uh, and it makes a nice sort of way for international speakers to be able to come out and not just hit one event, but come out and do two or three events at the same time, as well as for local speakers to be able to take a topic um, and put in their 40 or 80 or 100 hours of prep that they do into a talk and be able to get as much mileage out of that. It's, uh, as somebody who's done many talks, it, you know, when I'm able to take the same talk and reuse it and just tailor it for the new audience, that's gives me a lot more mileage from my talks than having to come, just build a talk once and spend 40 hours on it and then it never gets seen again or heard again. Um, so we definitely want to have be aligned with all the other conferences and try and find a way to sort of use this as a springboard into other events for people. Speaking of, of never getting seen or heard again, are you guys going to record the talks? At this stage, that's actually more down to uh, how, we, how we end up with sponsors and costs. Um, recording of, of talks and doing it well is expensive to get the equipment and get the people involved to do it nicely um so definitely if if we can get the the right amount of sponsors in and we have the budget for it we definitely want to do that uh, alternatively if there is somebody out there who wants to come in and volunteer to do the recording of the talks we gladly speak to you and, and see what we can arrange there well this is very this is very exciting 
Yeah, I just think to see more of the South African speakers uh, getting recorded, getting talks out there. I mean, we've we've got a few that have happened fa- fairly regularly. Um, the Ruby Fuser talks, I think, are now up from this year, or about last year now. The PyCon talks have gone up a while ago, at least also the most recent one. Yeah, so I think just having having those recorded make such a difference to the impact that this can have. It'd be it'd be really great if you can get that get that sponsorship done. Totally agree. Uh, for the speakers as well, it's it's a good opportunity because once you have those talks, it's a lot easier to start approaching international conferences as a local speaker uh, and showing that off. It also is a really good marketing and advertising sort of thing for your own personal brand as a speaker. And so it is definitely something we're looking at. Uh, We've been looking at it for a while now around even just with the developer user group. We think there is enough interesting talks that we should be recording those and getting those up as well. It really just comes down to that this is doing recordings, as I'm sure you guys are well aware, and is not a quick, easy job. There's a lot of admin that goes behind the scenes. There's a lot of equipment. Uh, and then there's you know the a- editing and making sure it's all handled well. Uh, and that can take time. And so we want to make sure we do a, a proper job to sh- make sure that people shine. And we're We'd rather not have recordings that are going to make it look like that the speakers aren't prepared or that there were problems. We'd rather have really good recordings. Yeah, I must say that's a it's a lot of work. I've recorded two talks under the ZA Dev Chat banner, Josie RB, and one still has been in post production for ages now. It's just some bizarre audio stuff, and the first one also was not without its challenges. So I fully understand it's a monstrous effort to get it done. It's very rewarding in the end. But it's expensive if you want to get professionals to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think for us, it's it's obviously the the being a tech conference. We have we definitely need to be able to record the screen. I think it's important to be able to have video recordings of the actual presenter as well. Um, and so that means having a camera and somebody you know man, manning that camera to make sure that they are picking up the where the presenter is moving and what they're doing. So there's a yeah a lot of things that are kind of make it a bit more complex than just a normal talk, a non-tech conference, for instance. And I wanted to double back a bit to the tracks. It's four great tracks. Did you guys consider any other tracks that just simply, or like, like, or let me put it this way, explain how you got to these four. Because I think to me at first glance, I was like, okay, but the more I've been just staring at them and after hearing about you talking about them, I'm like, how am I going to split myself in four for the day? <laughs> yeah, the- when we sat down to to plan this and come up with the tracks, our focus was really on that sort of enterprisey developer. The guy, I have the image in my head of the guy sitting in a bank somewhere on the twentieth floor, and he's got his you know scrum board up on the side there, and his kind of boring offices and a canteen TPS downstairs reports. and and TPS reports exactly yeah. And it's we we thought about that and thought you know how. What are the types of things that those environments have? What are the types of problems and the challenges that those developers are facing? And really, when you break that down, it does break into sort of four neat chunks. It's it's the code, the languages, the platforms. It's the tools that they're using. It's how they're shipping, how they're deploying, how they're testing, and it's how they're storing their data. Um, and so a lot of how we've been, what we've been focusing on is around that sort of split making sure it aligns to see in that way. But yeah, I have the same problem. I'm 
tempted to submit my own talk to the thing. I don't know if that I'm allowed to submit my own talk to a conference I'm running. Um, but I'm also not sure what if I had to submit a talk where I'd submit it. I've got a really nice talk, I think, for tools and experiences. And I think I've got some nice talks for crafting code. So I think it will be challenging for people. But we are also open to having multiple talks from a speaker. So our, our call for submissions does allow you to put more than one talk in. So if you do want to uh, submit more than one talk, we could very possibly pick two or three from somebody and really keep them busy that day. Yeah, stress them out completely. Yeah. Even for the last talks of the day. Uh, maybe not. We try to spread not them out. <laughs> I've, I've, I've done the, the two or three talks in a day at a conference and it's when they're back to back, it's just terrible. <laughs> You're sort of panicky and run, running around too much. Uh, so, but I do think if we do have somebody who does feel they've got a couple of really good talks that we can accommodate for them and we'll definitely make sure that we try to be nice in terms of where they fit in the, the schedule of the day. And at least if they if they don't maybe make the cut with the extra talks, they always have it available for the developer UGs uh, for the rest of the year. So it's a nice pipeline for you guys. Definitely. And that's a lot of the speakers we've uh, reached out to already have been speakers from the developer user group. Uh, and we've uh, asked them to come and talk about the things that we've heard them speak about before and, and share what's new and what they've learned. And so we definitely see this as taking from the developer user group and giving us a new platform, but also feeding back into the developer user group and expanding that as well. Is there going to be any kind of help for first-time speakers? Uh, like, do you guys give them a chance to do like a lightning version of their talk at one of the, ooh, there's only one, two developer UGs before then, or any other kind of just like practice grounds? Or are you guys preferring like somebody who's at least spoken at a meetup or a smaller conference or something? We are open to all types of speakers. So it could be your first time speaking. It could be your hundredth time. Um, we really are open to it. Obviously, on your uh, submission as a speaker, we have questions there about uh, experience and other talks and things. And that does help. Uh, so if we are stuck between two speakers uh, and who have similar topics and we, we definitely want to have that topic in, it might come down to who's got more experience. But definitely if there are people who have, uh, see this as an opportunity to get them uh, on stage for the first time, we'd love to have that. And we'll definitely uh, have some stuff planned to help out new speakers. I'd highly recommend that to anybody uh, to present. It's so much fun. So worth it. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I, I've done a lot of talks and people always think it's like some big, you know, you have to be very outgoing. And I'm not. I very much am an introverted person. I don't sort of walk up to people and just start talking to them often. Um, and you don't have to be sort of comfortable with it. When I get on stage, it's I don't see like 500 people in a room. I just see, you know, this massive blob thing. And I just talk to it. And it seems to occasionally make clapping sounds. And that's good for me. Um, but it's I think the, the thing that scares people is that you kind of feel like you have to be sort of you're almost naked on stage and it's definitely not that you especially as a developer you're up there talking about your favorite tool your favorite language you can easily use that to as the thing that's on show and that uh can be a very powerful crutch and a very uh make it far more accessible to getting on stage to talking and i i totally agree with you i think everybody should present i think it's really good at sort of many skills come up from being able to do just learning what you have to learn about doing presentations and things like that yeah, for my personal experience, it's almost 
I find it more difficult speaking to 10 people than speaking to 200. It's nuts how that works out. Yeah. It's the personal, it's being about how personal it is. Um, I have that same problem. I get nervous around smaller groups. The biggest group I've ever done is 500, and it, it really was a cakewalk of, of a talk. It was just so easy because you couldn't see anyone. The lights were low, nice and simple. Um, but smaller grads definitely are, I think, a lot more personal, a lot, a lot harder. And, and the first talk is always the hardest, right? Definitely. I think once you started doing it, it becomes easier. You start to build up techniques and tricks. I've got pages and pages of blog posts i've written about all the tips and tricks that i use and thinking back on it it's, it's crazy about how much of these things i've learned over time and you just get better with with practice as well um yeah. and you you're not going to start to be start that unless you actually get up on stage and actually do it yeah, i don't know it's it's interesting i find speaking to the smaller groups to be easier than speaking to the larger groups but uh, each their own i guess Cool. Well, Robert, it's so interesting to have you on the show tonight and to hear about uh, um, you know the efforts that you're making. I mean, we're the reason we're doing this in ZA Dev Chat is to to support the local stuff. So, man, you know, lots of love, and I'm I'm sure it's going to be an awesome success. I think all of us are definitely going to be there, either speaking or attending. That's for sure. Yeah, excellent. Oh, yes. Thank you, guys. I mean, this is it's a really great opportunity for us to to have to speak to your audience as well and share with with you guys. Yeah, and we'll be sure to pass any feedback on that we get. When are when are the actual tickets going on sale? Uh, they should be going on sale. Our target date is the fifteenth of January. Um, it might shift a day earlier or a day later. It just depends on the, all the logistic things. We've we've learned that the hard way of saying it's going to be exactly this date, and then something comes up and we have to shift it out a little bit or we get everything sorted a little bit quicker. So 15th of so, January is our target date. Yeah, so, so one of the talks is going to be all the hassles you've had uh, getting this going, right? <laughs> that may be a really good talk. I don't know who would attend it. Soft skills. Yeah, soft skills. How to plan a conference and not go crazy. Um, I, I mean, I always find those things like completely fascinating, you know, the, the trials and tribulations of getting stuff done. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, well, thankfully, we've got a really good team. Uh, myself, Mark, and Terrence at the core um, for the conference, and then obviously supported by the rest of the developer user group leads and Candice and Brian and so on. Um, and then our other user groups, like the Java user group, uh, helping us. And, you know, all of us are getting really good support uh, from the companies we work for as well. You know, they're giving us time off during the day to go and have meetings and meet with sponsors and so on. So, you know, with uh, Mark and Terrence both being from Driven uh, and myself from Microsoft, it's, it's definitely not something you can do kind of just in the evenings. You do need some support from, from everyone involved. So I think we're very lucky in that regard. Yeah, that's incredibly positive, man. That's so cool. Well, shall we start heading into some picks, guys? Is there anything else you want to bring up? I think from uh, my side, the only thing I'd like to bring up is just to ask people to uh, go to our website and uh, submit talks. And also, if there are any companies out there looking for sponsorship opportunities uh, to get in touch with us, we have our uh, various uh, sponsor programs as well as if there is something special or something unique that a company would like to do, we're open to talking to them about those opportunities as well. So definitely for that. And then keep an eye out for the registrations. Cool. I'm sure we'll all cool. tweet about that when it comes around. Yes. Spe speaking of tweeting, do you guys have a, a, a Twitter to follow? We do have a Twitter to follow. It is at DevConfZA. Cool. And I'm sure you'll find, we'll find out from 
you guys when you when you have tickets on yes, sale that, and stuff. that is there uh, also if cool. you go to our website we do have a uh, little form that you can fill in and we will send you a email as moment tickets go online so uh, you just give us your name and email and we we promise to sell that to spammers to cover all the costs i'm sure um <laughs> and yeah as soon as that's also a really good way to do it well, we're not sure if you're serious. Oh, no, I'm totally not serious. <laughs> <laughs> we totally are not going to trust. We, we're all, Rob has always been we so are, <laughs> I, you know, We're all technology people here. We all hate spam. <laughs> Anything we can do to get rid of spam, we, are, we will do that. I think for that, uh, we're going to have to go and heckle Rob during his talk uh, at DevCon. If, if he's allowed to submit. Yeah, I'm still gonna figure, we still have to figure out if I'm allowed to submit my own talks. <laughs> Alrighty, um, Kenny, you want to lead us with some picks? Oh, no pressure. Okay, so I don't, I don't particularly have, uh, I think, very original picks. I've spent a few days going through Dave Thomas's programming Alexa book, uh, like we had on episode 20, 21, I think. 18? I, I can't oh, remember. Um, a previous episode. Uh, that's been quite fun. It's early days, so I still have some way to go, but I really like the style he's got in this book, unlike the Pickaxe Ruby book where he goes like really, really deep and almost like you only need the Pickaxe book and you can work offline. This one's more exploratory, so it's it's been great, and I can kind of see why everybody's getting so excited about it. Um, another kind of pick would just be like, I know it's a post-holidays, but if you like just camping, we took like a off-the-cuff break for a few days, pitched a tent in the middle of nowhere, it was a fantastic way to just unwind. And uh, then lastly, if you ever take your phone into the waves in a waterproof case, make sure the waterproof case actually seals. Otherwise, you might be minus a phone at halfway through your holiday. Uh, that's me. Uh, do you still have a phone, mate? I still have it. Now it's just a matter of getting it repaired. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's water damage of a different kind. They're going to be like, what are we doing? I'm going to be like, I was in the shore break having fun. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Just look at that. Cool, uh, Len. Right. Uh, so, in my continuing quest to use Emacs for everything, which is uh, it's probably going to take me a really long time, I've recently started using Org mode. Um, so, I just want to sort of recommend it out to everybody who's interested, and we'll put a link in the show notes. So Org mode is just a way to organize your notes and to dos and everything within within Emacs, and it's really pretty neat. So have you managed to play Tetris in Emacs just yet? I have to ask. No, that's entry-level stuff. Like entry-level everything. stuff. <laughs> Where is that on that spiral that we saw in the ZA uh, developers? Like? Yeah, you know, like where Earth is on the Milky Way? That's where I am on that spiral. Oh. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, Rob, do you want to add anything to that? Uh, picks? I just have... Well, I have two picks. Um, the first one is just something kind of light. Uh, there is an author, David Wong. Uh, he's got three books out so far, um, and they're absolutely fantastic. They're all fiction books. Uh, one of them is a sort of sci-fi, uh, sort of action, violent, like fairly heavy violent book. Fantastic, fantastic writing. Um, and the other two I like uh, are both sort of Lovecraft horror sort of books. They are some of the best writing I've heard in a long time in terms of fiction. Um, and then besides that, uh, obviously, the other pick is the DevConf website. Uh, doing my job here in marketing this as much as I can. So www.devconf.co.za. Spamming us with 
websites. Cool. Uh, from my side, then, I have recently been swallowing a book called Game Programming Patterns. Uh, it's really interesting applying the Gang of Four design patterns to game game programming. It's uh, really interesting applications of it and just opened my eyes to a few interesting ways of using that. Cool. Yeah, that's it from my side. So, yeah, thanks for listening to the ZA Dev Chat podcast. Uh, yeah, please follow us on Twitter, ZA Dev Chat, and rate us on iTunes. You can follow us there. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Robert. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're so looking forward to this. Excellent. Cool. Yeah. Cheers, Definitely guys. Definitely in touch there. Awesome. Bye. Ciao.